It looks like Mike is here. Mike is on the line. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm super depressed. All right, well, should we start the show so you can talk about that? Yeah. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Mike sound okay? My my microphone sounded so weird last week. Maybe uh, maybe get a little closer to it. Yeah, I'm right on it. It doesn't matter because we have like no control over it anyway. That's true. That's actually that's the most powerful thing anyone's ever said on the show. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Why do we even bother to like pretend that we can come up with some solution to that? Are you gonna open up your microphone with like a screwdriver and like solder some wires and? Well, no, but I'm on the new. I got updated on Skype. Bad topic. And maybe it's all messed up because of Skype. I hate the new Skype. I was just saying that. Simon. Check your preferences and make sure that the audio... Yeah, but when I open that, I can't even... It doesn't look like it used to. I can't even find out where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. No, don't go to preferences. Go to right below. It says audio and video settings. Oh, God. All right. I don't like it when you tell me what to do, but it seems like you're right. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, yeah, there it is. I was using my computer mic last week. Do, uh, I, sound, do I sound better now? sound way different. Now, yeah. yeah I, now, sound now step away from the mic. Yeah, now get away from it. No, no, it's working. I don't want to get away from it. No, it's too, it's too. You're too close. Oh wait, hold on one second. MJ just texted. She's stealing my red wine. Hold on, I gotta figure this out. <laughs> God, an emergency, an on-air emergency because I've started recording. Um, the listeners are at the edge of their seats. This is like this is like radio theater right now. <laughs> Who will solve the mystery of Mike's missing red wine? Is uh, MJ going to successfully steal it? <laughs> that was fucked up. That was super fucked up. Did she steal it? I bought this really nice bottle of wine, and she just sent me a text from my living room. Said, "Taking your red wine, punk." But I said, because... if you, "I said, if you take that, I'm coming over later." So, um, so <laughs> the joke's on that. her. <laughs> nice. Is it because she has a drinking? She thinks you have a drinking uh, problem, so she wants to take the nice wine. Nice move. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a response. Good, good Are we recording? Because my response should be on on the record. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah, uh, we, in Philadelphia, as of this moment, we all have a drinking problem because Carson Wentz tore his ACL uh, and recording. is out for the season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Jeez, buddy. Yeah, so, so you're you're really dealing with some sports tragedy today. So the Eagles played the Rams in Los Angeles yep. today, and you this is raw. just finished this watching is raw. that game. Yeah. Immediately, really immediately hopped yeah. on the show. What are your reactions? What are your feelings? This is why, like, no one should watch sports. <laughs> this is like, I'm a grown man whose Sunday night has been, like, changed forever. Like, you really, all future feel, you really feel bad? Like, you really feel, like, emotionally terrible right now? I know, so your interest is in figuring out, like, the contours of my, of the feeling of what it feels like to be this into sports, right? That's, yes. That's your right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mikhail has a ghoulish, prurient interest in 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 how in how what emotional depths you might be plumbing, and I share I share that as do the listeners. Yeah, it's not as bad as like an actual bad thing that can happen to you, but it's the worst thing that can happen to you that isn't actual. If that makes any sense, I get that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be other worse things that aren't like actual, like. 
Or what does that even mean? Like a thing that doesn't affect you in any way, but makes you feel as bad as possible, right? Like it doesn't affect your life circumstances or those of your loved ones in any tangible way. But it, like Sandy, Sandy Hook did that, and that's definitely. But that was actual. That's actual. I think that's. Oh, that was actual. I think that's kind Unless, of. Wait, are you doing the? You're not doing the false flag thing, are you, Mikhail? Oh yeah, that's what's right. False, what's what's false flag? Well, Mikhail doesn't believe that Sandy Hook happened. Um, so yeah, so so. <laughs> we asked him not to mention that. On yeah, the, on if the you show. if you go with Mikhail's revisionist, uh, uh, what crisis actor uh, take on it? I don't. I don't can't make jokes about no, that. We, I can't we, make jokes. We about shouldn't that. do that. No. Uh, so so no. Yes. If you. Yeah, I, I guess Sandy Hook. It's not. Jeez, we've 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 really gone we've really gone south quickly. Uh, it took us it took us five <laughs> minutes to go from Mike being said about sports to to trying and failing to make jokes about the Sandy Hook massacre, uh, and then and then I'm very now seriously contemplating like like okay, okay. So let's revise the definition of a sports tragedy and a non-real tragedy to be an event that does not significantly impact your life or those of your loved ones or any other human beings uh, in any significant way. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. That's very correct. And part of, like, part of what happens is, like, right now I'm dealing with the shame of being a grown man, like a grown 38-year-old man who is maybe really upset because another grown man hurt his knee. Yeah, and, and that guy should be sad, even though he's a millionaire, I assume, and his knee will be looked at by the best knee doctors. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would assume so. So like, yeah, so um, should what if um, so did the Eagles win or what? St- the Eagles won. Oh great, they did win the game, and it was like oh, a really thoroughly exciting, wonderful game. But the Carson Wentz hurt his knee at the be- I think maybe the beginning of the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter at some point, and so from that, like you just kind of you knew that it was a if it's a knee and he goes out right away and they say he's not coming back, you know it's one of these. It's either an ACL or an MCL mm-hmm. injury, and both of them, neither one of them is good, and like you, you kind of knew he was out for the season, so you didn't even really know how to root for the rest of the game because you know that the Super Bowl aspirations are officially over. They're going to make the playoffs. They clinched the N- NFC East, so they're going to make the playoffs. They're probably going to finish with either the first or second seed in the playoffs anyway. But they just like it's a totally it's a totally different team. However, their backup quarterback is Nick Foles, who was a former Eagles starting quarterback, and they hired him this offseason to be their backup. And he's like not a terrible quarterback. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but basically like we can never be happy is what you're saying. No, no, we can't. Well I'm way ahead of you. Saying. I'm way ahead of you guys on this one. <laughs> right. um, I've been practicing that for a while. Uh, so I, you know, I just want to say really quickly, uh, I thought I'd toured my ACL, uh, or my MCL once, uh, but it turned out I hadn't. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So I can really relate <laughs> to what Carson Wentz is going through. Yeah. And how did Was you, it, how did you do it? Uh, in martial arts, I like landed on my knee wrong and it swelled up and hurt for a while. And so I went to a doctor and they did like a cat, um, uh, what's a MRI of my knee. And they were like, yeah, your knee's fine. It's just got some fluid in it. And I was like, oh, cool. And they're like, oh, what if yeah. Steven Spielberg optioned the rights to my got... story and made it into an Oscar winning film? Well, I've talked to him about it. <laughs> or more accurately, I, I keep talking to the receptionist uh, at Amblin. Um, but, you know, it's in the works. Coming to theaters. Yeah, it's a good story. No, it's very good. Yeah. What are the, the part where um, the doctor tells you that it's just fluid is a really good part. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mikhail. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to ask 
Simon, what the most famous injury movies are? Great question. Well, I mean, do we count? I mean, this conversation is going to go south again quick. Uh, do we count things like uh, Born on the Fourth of July, or uh, sure. like? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Lee and the Crow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. Uh, how do we salvage this episode? <laughs> Sorry, both of these are my fault. I didn't think it was going to be. I think I'm actually more depressed than I'm letting on because I keep, I keep bringing us to darker and darker corners. Well, okay, so so maybe I, I do want to hear more about your sports sadness and and how to define this kind of unique form of sadness that has no impact on anything, uh, or that is in response the, to things that have no impact on anything. But the well, thing is, though, Mike, you're feeling like a, a really you're feeling a real emotion, right? Yeah. And in the in the worst possible instance, people feel these emotions and they like beat up fans on the other team and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And I'm just like, don't know how to understand how anyone gets to that level of like emotional uh, connection. Well, I, I have two thoughts on that. First of all, yes, Mike is to be congratulated for not beating anyone up right now, uh, least of all himself. Uh, you're handling this yeah. really well. Um, thanks, thanks, Simon. Yeah, thank you're you. Doing, you're doing great, um, unless you are uh, hitting yourself um, and muting your mic occasionally. Uh, in in my my answer to Mikal's question, and I'm well, I am a sports expert, uh, so obviously you have a podcast. Yeah. So you have a podcast. Yeah, so right. yeah, so I am a sports expert. So I think I am qualified to say this. I think people. I think like the situations where fans riot. Uh, the fact that that statistically happens pretty evenly when teams lo- when the home team loses or wins to me just shows that like um you know people that like their team loses and they get in a fight with the opposing team's fans i mean they kind of went there with an agenda like like that i think i think sometimes fighting is not so much the consequence of a loss but like kind of the objective <laughs> of going to a game um you know obviously there's there's you know um so-called like football firms in England uh, that are notorious for like going like ready to brawl. Uh, um, it's a big thing in, uh. in Latin America as well, at, like soccer stadiums where um, in certain soccer stadiums, I think we talked about this, they won't even let uh, the opposing team's fans in right. to prevent violence. Right. So, so that's yeah. clearly not just like it's not like a, a nice pacifist like like some you know eighty year old librarian goes to see the Eagles play and they lose. And she like kicks in a car window on her, you know, in the parking lot. You know, I mean, it's these are people who I think, um, you know, brawling and and uh, right. you know, it's part of it's part of the Spectre experience. And I can relate to this because that is exactly how I am. Um, you, when you go to a sports <laughs> game, you, oh, I was so ready to riot yesterday. I was very excited, and then uh, nothing happened. What? Oh yeah, we have to talk about that confusion at the buzzer of that game you were at. Oh, that's my play of the oh, week. Yeah. I would say so. Uh, so do, you were at okay. that game, Simon. I was at that game. I was, uh, I was near the front in in my 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 lovely friends, uh, lovely seats. Um, wow. Yeah, I've been very lucky because um, my two my two producer pals, who I won't name on the podcast, because they might not want to be named on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, they have seats. I think you've named them and you've named them in previous episodes. Well, I, I mean, but who's going to do the research? You know, to, to... yeah, you know, Chris Goldberg and Joe Sweatmore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris and Joe. Uh, you know they have season tickets, and but one of them is currently producing a movie overseas, and so I, like I kind of have been invited to a few wonderful games, but um, but yeah, that was my play of the week. Is is 
whatever the hell happened at the end of the game. And, and it's especially interesting, uh, a revelation that I had is that if you don't, you know, know, say, a normal amount about sports, which I would say, I, although I'm an expert with a podcast, I still don't necessarily know a normal amount about sports. Like, for example, watching both the teams play yesterday, I, I, I didn't know who most of the people on the court were uh, or what was happening. But it's well. A lot of people were injured. A lot of the stars were actually injured in, in that game. Well, Blake Griffin uh, also has torn his MCL, of course, uh, Mr. Glass, we call him, and he is yeah. uh, he's out he's out for yet another season. Um, yeah. So it it was kind of interesting, um, but um, but yeah, there weren't any injuries during the game. I think it was just like the teams had both been kind of whittled down by injuries, which led to a great game. But uh, but yeah, if you, yeah. so, uh, what I was gonna say just real quick. Let me. I want to finish this thought because it did strike me that if you don't know a lot about sports, sometimes watching sports in person is way harder than watching them on TV where there's commentary. And this was absolutely one of those situations where, you know, the the Wizards made that final uh, two-point shot at the buzzer or after the buzzer, uh, more accurately. And then there was like a reap, you know, it was like, oh, this play is under, under like investigation at like the play investigation headquarters in New Jersey. And they were showing a live feed from that, but there's no, no one was explaining what was going on. So we in the audience, yeah. So it was very, we, we actually, I didn't understand what had happened until I went home and looked and like looked it up. Yeah, right about it. And everyone was everyone was turning to you because you have a sports podcast. They were asking you what happened, and that made it stressful. Yeah, so I was making right. up stuff. I was like, oh, you know, um, like, right? Yeah, even the players. Yeah, were asking you. I was, well, yeah, the the players and coaches they all kind of came over, and I was like, well, that one guy, one, that one guy, uh, Hob, Hobneed, <laughs> the other guy. Yeah, he Hobneed him. We actually we have a new feature on the show where players can tweet at us during games to ask us what happened. Yeah, or, and then we'll tweet back or what they should do. Right. Um. I'm very notorious yeah. for having uh, told um, told the Eagles during the game today more hustle. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Sometimes you see Kevin Durant like dribbling the basketball and like texting at the same time because he's like, mm-hmm. "What should I? What should I do next? What should I do next?" Yeah, yeah. He'll be texting. Also, there's often just like a a whole bank uh, of uh, desktop computers on the sidelines, and those are the those uh, listeners probably were confused. But like that's it's now common for all games because uh, it's the those are the tweeting computers. They just reach us. Right. They only they only have dial up though. Yeah. I think I heard. It's really slow. Uh, it's, yeah. So yeah. so for example, uh, we all in the audience just thought that the debate was whether or not the shot had gone in after the buzzer, which it because cl- it would have yeah would it would have looked that way that right was like in person. Completely how it appeared, and yeah. that seemed to be what they were replaying. And it wasn't until I got home and read read about the game, uh, which. Uh, there's a CBS Sports article, I think, entitled, like, Wizards-Clippers game had the craziest end of the season, which, I mean... I thought you were going to say there's a website for uh, CBS. No. no, no. <laughs> there's this. There's a oh, CBS yeah. no, I was just giving a, CBS, giving a shout-out to CBS. colleagues. Giving a shout-out to colleagues. Hey, wait. Um, did you introduce us yet? No. No. Ah, what the fuck, man? Welcome back to Make Room for Sports. Uh, I'm your host, Simon Barrett. With me, I have Mike Lochran in Philadelphia. Hey guys, can't wait to start this episode. And Mikhail Britt here in Los Angeles. I am slamming some Gatorade right now. Uh, Dave Dominique will not be joining us this week. This is the original Sports Bros. Uh, there, are you happy, Mike? Yes. So, all right. Can we also should we say that we're talking about the Wizards Clippers game? Oh yeah, we're talking about uh, the Wizards Clippers game that took place on uh, what December 9th? Uh, it's an NBA Saturday. game. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I was at that game. So. That now everyone I think is yeah. caught up, but yeah. yeah. So so I guess the situation was that um, 
the person who shot this uh, final or uh, actually not final basket of uh, that they started the shot clock too early. There was 1.2 seconds left in the game, and they and the clock started before the ball was in his hands, um, before it was passed to him. So that was the debate. Um, he was like, "I didn't have 1.2 seconds," um, and that and so because of that, so we were all like totally confused, and even more confused when the solution was they decided to do a do-over from a slightly different yeah. place right. with 1.1 seconds on the clock. And so we right. all had to go back to exactly where we'd been standing. Uh, and we all had to shout the same things um, in that final <laughs> second. And we all had to completely... Wait, did they, did they tell you you had to shout the same thing? Yeah, and people who'd like eaten something in those final seconds had to like regurgitate it and eat it again, which was like disgusting, you know, because there's like, you know, anyway, I've gotten a Wenzel. Did they make you, did they say like, if you had any ideas, you have to have the same, you have to think the same thing? Everyone, things? well, no, it just had to be uh, external for the players. Like, external. Yeah, we had to create. So internal. So. Yeah, internal, you know, you can't erase your memories. I mean, they tried that, I think. And when it did. That's it, like, that's, that's the closest I've ever come to a pure Trump sentence. Okay, so internal was okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah internal is okay. that? yeah uh, it's just like he sad. always fucks up like nouns and verbs he gets, he gets his parts of speech wrong all the time like uh, yeah uh, we, we don't want to talk do you talk about, about this in like your classes no i uh you probably should i was let go yeah. oh okay. i don't I, I fired oh what what wait is that are you doing a bit or did you get fired I'm doing a bit. Oh, sorry. Okay. Is it, okay. I'm just uh, in a weird mood because of this whole knee thing. Sorry, guys. I'm having a bad. That's a good bit. It was a good bit. I think the listeners. I, I think the yeah. listeners are enjoying a hearty chuckle right now at the idea of your unemployment. Uh, I was waiting to see if there was like any punchline to it, but no, it's just you uh, lying to us about having lost your job. So um, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, maybe we can come up. With, I, I don't know if we'll be able to top that zinger in the rest of the hour, but we'll try. Um, can dress that up. We'll dress that up in post. Yeah, like a laugh track yeah. and like a like a kind of like <laughs> banana, like slipping on a banana peel sound. Um, and right. uh, but yeah, so so we all had to recreate the final second of the game, and then of course, um, uh, did everybody do it? Like, did everyone in the audience? Yeah, I mean, really come together. And... We did our best. I mean, look, I mean, you know, when the when the refs tell you to do something, you do it. But uh, but I saw many articles that pointed out, probably quite accurately, that if in fact the if in fact the basket could have been made before the clock had gone off, if the clock had started at exactly the right millisecond uh, instead of like a couple fractions, like a tenth of a second too late or whatever, uh, the Wizards got completely boned because the Clippers were like, "Oh, they made they made a basket, and we know exactly how, <laughs> so we'll just not prevent them from doing that this time." Uh, and sure enough, they were right. they were unable to recreate the basket in 1.1 seconds, and the Clippers won. And I was extremely happy. Uh, because when I, when I first walked into the, uh, Staples Center with my friend, the Clippers were down 13-0, and I was like, oh god, this could be, and the last time I'd seen them play, they got, like, completely destroyed by the Warriors, like, by, like, 40 points, so I was like, oh god, is this gonna be, like, another, like, sad performance art thing? But instead it was a great game, guys, and that's my play of the week. And the awesome. the, the timer thing—it was a mistake of like the person that keeps time, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I guess there's a person who's actually hitting a button to start the start the clock. Um, it's the clock. It's the clock lady. The clock lady, and the clock. Oh, that might be. That sounds problematic. I can't. Who's the clock? Is the clock man? No, that's worse. Um, that's actually worse. Yeah. No, you just now yeah. you just said that a woman couldn't do that it was job. The, just it was the clock dog. It was the clock dog. <laughs> 
That's that's your solution to everything. That might be like, I think you're now. That's like appropriating like black vernacular. I think that's problematic too. Oh jeez. Oh okay, it was the clock cat. That's fine. All right, that's good. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's a cat. It's a cat. Yeah, you're safe. That's, that's you're safe. It's a cat in a, in yeah, a room that if, presses a button to stop great. and start the NBA clock. I think that's if you great. elaborate yeah, so on it, you're you're gonna get in trouble again. So let's just yeah. So the so the okay. clock so the clock cat. You know, uh, <laughs> I didn't even know this. Like so when. A timeout is over, or, or you know, the game begins when the ball is passed from a player who's outside the court to someone inside the court, and the clock starts when that person catches the ball. Uh, I didn't realize that. I actually thought it started with the throw, and the clock cat uh. clearly felt the same way. But no, the, the <laughs> clock cat needs to start the clock when the ball is held by a gentleman on the court. So. so you can like pass the ball in by th- you can like throw it like thirty feet in the air. Yep, yep. It and then could take three. S- it doesn't stop. So. Yeah, if you threw it all the way up to the ceiling and it took like five seconds to come all the way down, clock clock cat, don't don't touch the button. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then as soon as the ball is caught, the clock cat whaps the button with its paw, and the game is back on. Right. And it gets like hey, this, it gets a tender fiddle. The seventy sixers still hold up a cat when they win. No, they don't. I wish they would, but they stopped raising. They don't raise the cat any anymore. They just don't have the strength. That was when there's something. There is something deeply um, like sad and small about the Sixers, who keep trying to become the most like meme worthy franchise in in sports. Um, there, there's something that's not quite like super competitive about. Like that was that was last year when they won like a few games in a row and everybody just got really excited and started doing funny things with their cats. And then the the stadium actually appropriated it and they had like a raise the cat segment on TV where like they did it on the Jumbotron where like if you put your arms up over your head, they would superimpose a cat above you. Oh. <laughs> and it just it seemed like that wasn't a way to intimidate the opposition to be like all of our fans are miming an internet meme in person during the game. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't strike me as like super tough. Do you know M Night Shalaman is a big uh, Sixers fan? Yes, he is. He's often in the in the front row with a Hollywood star. Yeah. Sometimes Samuel L. Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. We, wasn't I think we talked about that? Didn't he spank somebody or something? He got like Brian Cranston to do so. Uh, that was like our that was like one of our first episodes. That was actually the event that caused that uh, made yeah. us create this show. That is, um, yeah, that, that was M Night Shyamalan spanking for the Breaking Bad actor. No. no, he spanked Brian Cranston spanked a ref. I think a player, or pretended to a ref. Spa- a ref spanked a player. <laughs> no, I think Brian, Brian Cranston, Cranston spanked a player. Spanked Joel Embiid. Yeah, let's just say that. Um, <laughs> and that's how our podcast started. <laughs> yes, that's how our podcast was born. And it, and yeah. and I mean, eventually we're gonna have to. I I mean, after after this year, I think we should make this like a biannual thing. But um, yeah, right. I don't think we should be weekly anymore. But uh, but you know, I mean, yeah. I, actually, it was when you were saying earlier that a game had ruined your life, and Macau was texting like, I don't know if uh. If a game can ruin your life, I was like, the game of podcasting has ruined our life. Brian Cranston smacked Tony Parker's butt. Tony. Oh, who doesn't want to spank Tony Parker? He's yeah. delightful. February yeah, 9th, delightful. 2017, it occurred. Um, are you familiar, yeah. speaking of uh, cats in sports, are you familiar with the Japanese wrestler Hiromu Takahashi 
and his cat Daryl Takahashi. Mm, no. Okay. Well, you guys might want to Google you guys at home if you're if you're in the car driving, listening to our podcast, pull over right now and Google Daryl Takahashi. Um, Daryl okay. Takahashi uh, is a stuffed cat with a kind of despondent expression that one of the most popular Japanese wrestlers. Uh, I guess he had like an emotional breakdown was like part of his character arc and he was like betrayed and became very upset and so he started showing up uh, for his matches with this uh, toy cat wrapped around his waist um, and the cat has like a really I, I would even say glum, like glum expression Daryl Daryl's the cat oh yeah um, that's weird yeah and so uh, yeah but it, 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 like, it but it changed his whole wrestling uh, you know he's back on top um and uh, I would maybe I need to understand the story a little better to report on it, but but oh, yeah, the cat has a look like it's hard to really describe exactly the expression the cat's making. It's like I can't even find what's the word. It's like um I can't do it. I don't know. It's like so I'm reading an interview with the cat, um, and they ask the cat, "How do you feel about the Bullet Club and Bad Luck Fail?" And the cat replies. You dare ask about Bad Luck Fail and Bully Club? I hate Chubby Fail and his stupid head tattoo racing stripe. All of Bully Club is joke. Me and Harumu laugh all night long at them. I hate Club and Fail and they will be dead soon. That cat's unflappable. That's how unflappable like. is a great way to put it. Yeah, the cat yeah. is unflappable. So, um, however, uh, at some point, I believe the cat was torn to shreds by one of his opponents. They killed the cat in the <laughs> ring. This was back in July. Uh. Um, oh, no. And so there were a lot of like R.I.P. Daryl Takahashi 2017 to 2017, like um, posts online because uh, they ripped the cat apart in the ring. They killed it, um, and then people posted like a bunch of like um, memorial stuff. But uh, oh yeah. yeah, bad bad luck fail tears Daryl Takahashi into literal shreds. Yeah, bad luck fail from that interview. Uh, so I guess this is yeah. a, a big uh, a big Japanese wrestling rivalry. Um, and, uh, fail, for the record, is spelled F-A-L-E. Yes, F-A-L-E. That is 100% correct. May I, may I quote again from the uh, interview uh, with Daryl Takahashi, which is somehow from Please. September, so I, I guess he's fine. Um, who are you angry at? The young bucks are fail. Who I hate more? Bucks are fail. Bucks are pretty, but they just hurt my neck and tell me to suck it. Fail ripped my whole body in half, th- throw me in the air, and stomp me into Naitu back. I want to do pee-pee in Fail Beard. I wipe my bottom on his glasses. Wow. This cat's Whoa. actually fucking great. Is I guess yeah, what I'm getting cat's... Yeah. So, wow. so, so there's a rich history. In other words, uh, you know, listeners, like I know you don't probably understand or think about other cultures very often because you're too busy listening to and enjoying our podcast, but... Uh, cats and sports have a rich history uh, in other countries, and, and maybe that'll make yeah. uh, maybe that'll make its way over here. Oh, that's right. That was, that's my summary. Yeah. That's my summary. I'm summing it all up. Uh, that's all we've got uh, for you guys this week. Oh wait, do we have more? There's a website called NBACatWatch.com where they try to figure out which NBA players own cats. Oh, holy shit! Probably so, like half. Probably half. I bet half of them do. Can you just ask them, Manu. Manu Ginobili. No, you can't. Ha- that's the whole thing. You can't ask them. You ha- oh, okay. Tony Parker. Tony Parker, right. the, Wait, the object of Brian Cranston's lust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, why can't you ask them? 
Because, come on, you can't so do that. That's cheating, I guess. Really? Is that? It's disrespectful oh, and cheating. about manhood I never knew until just now? You'd never ask a man if he has a cat. Well, and I bet a lot of people do have secret cats. Because uh, it's, seen, it's seen as feminine to own a cat and masculine to own a dog. You know. Hey, Ben Simmons has a cat. All right. He does. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Um, he always talks about how expensive his cat was. Oh, really? Oh, and then Why was his cat didn't so he expensive? give it away? I think he got rid of it. I think he gets a new one, like people that will only wear a pair of sneakers once. He gets a new cat every day. And, the, and it's like the most had, expensive that's what cat. I heard. He had one of those ones that's like um, it's like half breed with a wild cat. It's like half, yeah, it's half man, half amazing. Well, one of those like oh. weird uh, like lynxes or ocelot cats. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, ocelot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ja- ja- Javel McGee has a cat with no hair. This is great content. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mikhail, I have a question. Yeah. Did you buy that Kevin Durant Robo Jam doll? Carmelo Anthony is afraid of cats. No, I did not buy it. Okay. Yeah. Stop looking at the cat. Do you want me to? I was I was gonna like I was gonna thinking of um buying it for you for Christmas. Yeah, you should think about that more. But then I'm like, do you really want like a remote controlled Kevin Durant robot doll? No, I do not want that. But <laughs> I want you to buy it for me. <laughs> well I think that's wait, 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 I think that's cognitive dissonance, right? No. You want Mikhail because I, I feel the same way. I, don't, I also don't want this, but I do want Mikhail to dip into his son's college fund to purchase right. it. Right? Um, yeah, that's mean, cognitive. That's cognitive dissonance. Is it? To me, those ideas are very comfortably intertwined in my brain. I don't want this garbage thing, uh, but I do want Mikhail to spend money. That's because right. Would be like because you're like, like go, Mike. It's because, God damn. It's because you've you've tapped into uh, like a personality defect, like supersedes. Cognitive dissonance. Yes, exactly. Like you've you've tapped into an emotional perversion that, that um, <laughs> makes cognitive dissonance impossible. That's precisely right. Like 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 Mikhail spending money gives me just like some bizarre oh. pleasure. Yeah, I know the name for that. It's John Keats gave it a name. It's negative capability. It's when you can entertain opposing ideas at the same time. Negative capability. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Mikhail, what were you going to say? Negative capability. Not well. Yeah, negative capability. Well, it's not. Well, it's not anymore cognitive dissonance. I was going to, because Simon thinks of himself as a person who wants me to spend money I don't have. I was going to say it's cognitive dif- dissonance if he's like, I'm a person who treats my friends well, but I'm asking my friend to like spend money he doesn't have on a product right. I don't want. Right. But Simon's actually admitting that he he thinks of himself as a person that does that. Yeah, I have. So there's no cognitive dissonance there. I have, I wouldn't say negative capability, I have like a negative ability. Um, yeah, you're like, you're capably negative. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. an ability. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> right. So let's see, so today a game ruined Mike's life, the game of podcasting is ruining all three of our lives. Uh, do we have an outline oh. for this episode? Oh, it's just in, this just in. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. oh. great. Kemba, you know the basketball player, Kemba Walker? Yes. Uh, yeah. Little, he, underrated actually he's good he's a good player underrated okay he's a little bit allergic to cats god and a little bit of fr- okay all right <laughs> are you still on the oh, damn it well great website i guess this is I, mean, I guess it is a pretty good website you know it, it is a good website that's like i feel about this website the way most people feel about the christian bible um and yeah it's 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 a good book um i don't know if we can move on like, yeah, we haven't hit a wall like this since last week's episode. 
Um, <laughs> and I can do some plays of the week, right? Because Simon did one. Oh yeah, that's a great idea, Macau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have one, Macau? Yeah, I do. Oh sweet. You want me I to do, say yeah, it? You, will you tell, you wanna, you tell us yeah. what it is? Yeah, yeah, maybe you should. Yeah. yeah do I don't know. I don't know if I should do it. Well, okay. I, I mean. Wait, are you going to read another fucking cat fact from that website as your play of the week? Is, we ha- no, definitely not. Wait a minute. We have an outline for this. No, no, that's last week's. It's last week's outline. We just never got to it because we had so much fun with Phil from Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. We didn't Yeah, we didn't bring up any of these things. Okay. We have an outline yeah. from last week that could be salvaged. Okay. We could, yeah, I'm we looking, could at, I'm looking at it right I, now. I do have like a Gatorade Hot 5... Uh, top five. Ah, thank God. Whoa, thank God. Whoa, you've been holding out on us. Yeah, this is. Yeah. We've never needed a Gatorade Hot Five High Five more than in this episode of. I would say just like this is one of our saddest episodes, and that's saying a tremendous amount at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't even think the um, Gatorade Hot Five is going to make it much better, though. Mm, mm. It could go either way. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, right now, we're in like a very. You know how, like, sometimes if you have, like, a good cry, you feel, like, good afterwards? Like, there's catharsis and tragedy. Right now, we're just depressing. But maybe your Gatorade Hot Five High Five will push us over the edge into actual tragedy. And the listeners will pull over in their cars, have a good sob, uh, and then feel much better. Like, like they... Okay. Let's try it. Before I go into it, though, I'll do do my play of the week. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. It's a... I don't know if you saw. You know Zach Randolph. What's his nickname? Um, Z Zero or, or no? What is his? What's his nickname? Zero. Uh, we went over this once, but let's just say it's zero. Let's say it's zero. <laughs> um, I don't want to say that because then Zach Randolph might come after me. Um, but did you see he talked shit on Demarcus Cousins? He said, "In my hood, where I'm from, bullies get bullied." Oh, what yeah. this was. Oh, and like after a game? No, they're like during a game. Oh. oh. Bookie is having like an emotionally um, troubling season, I would say. Yeah. He's getting into a lot of, a lot of kerfuffles. Yeah, and that's, that's nothing new. That's his I thing. read a story about I read a story about Kevin Durant like hiding in the locker room from Boogie after a game a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Did you guys read that story? No. No. I'm excited. I hope I hope this wasn't just a dream I had, but, but I think I think I read a story that like they got into it on the court, and then maybe maybe it was that game he got ejected. Maybe they both got ejected. I should know more about this, but uh-huh. either post ejection or post game, uh, Kevin Durant was like <laughs> was like trying to hide from Boogie, sort of like backstage in the locker I room. I feel like cat. I feel like Kevin Durant like hides in the locker room a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. 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 Hiding. Hides back there and he combs his beard. He's insecure. He's got that weird Twitter account that like. Yeah. Is what was the thing with that? He had like a fake Twitter account to. Yeah. Uh, so to yeah, he had a. So, he to had a not diss him or something. Yeah. Guys, I, I'm in the research corner. Uh, two items. Uh, Zach Randolph's nickname is Zebo. 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 Z hyphen B O. Uh, and then um, the New York Times uh, did a profile of Warriors Director of Team Operations Eric Housen uh, that contains the following quote. The Warriors Kevin Durant and the Pelicans DeMarcus Cousins had just been ejected for saying some tough things to each other, and Housen heard a commotion coming from the hallway outside the locker room. He went to investigate. 
In his endless quest to prevent various calamities from befalling the NBA's most glamorous collection of stars, Hausen left the locker room on Monday to find that Cousins was storming down the hallway in search of Durant, who was making his way off the court after his ejection toward the locker room. Security officers, aware that trouble was brewing, quickly diverted Durant to a small corridor as several others slowed Cousins' progress. Shut the door! Shut the door! The officers shouted at one another up and down the hallway. Uh, That is from a Deadspin article uh, entitled... Savor the mental image of Kevin Durant hiding from an enraged boogie. Uh, Can that be a movie? uh, Yes, it could be. That should be like an Aaron Sorkin, like real time thing. Uh, (laughs) Apparently after there's a Warriors Twitter post, uh, Warriors talk. Uh, Apparently after DeMarcus Cousins and Kevin Durant were ejected after barking at each other during the Golden State Warriors New Orleans Orleans Pelicans game, Boogie stormed down the hallway near the locker rooms in search of Kevin Durant and had to be restrained. (laughs) Uh, and they show uh, they show uh, people attempting to restrain uh, Boogie, and they seem like they're actually doing a terrible job. Uh, see. At it. Yeah, it seems like a. I want that. I could have that job of I'll be the guy that will talk to them and get them to like stop fighting. This uh, this Deadspin article has an excellent final sentence uh, or final two sentences, which are. I would watch 24 consecutive hours of security camera footage of a red-hot boogie chasing a terrified Durant around in the narrow, dismal passages of an NBA arena. Call it It Follows 2, and I will pay to see it in theaters. (laughs) That's some good sports reporting, Deadspin. You win this round. But that's only because we're having uh, a half week. Normally we're much better. Simon wasn't on. It was Simon. Oh, no, you were. No, you were on last week. I was. I was here. Uh, Uh, So we all know about DeMarcus Cousin telling us the plot of Titanic? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and the listeners, in theory, know too. Yeah, everybody knows. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, here's the thing: we can't surprise the listeners. They're they're here every week. One of us might be gone, but the listeners are always here. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, do you want to do your Gatorade high five, hot five? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go for it. Uh, wow, sounds not. Let's let's do this, guys. Let's do this. I mean, hot how much, five. Yeah, I mean, maybe you need more Gatorade. I mean, the energy levels are just. That's brutal today. Yeah, I'm a little like under. I have a little cold. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, I put this together last minute because Mike was saying maybe the cure for my um, sports malaise recently is to do another Gatorade Hot Five High Five Hot Dog Slam Dunk. Um, And so I said, all right. (laughs) Oh, actually, first I said I wasn't going to do it. And then about 15 minutes before we started this episode, I, I pulled something together. Have we talked? That's the time to do it. Have we talked yeah, about your sports malaise on the show yet? Um, I think I it's been know. implicit, but I don't think it's come up. Maybe we should. Well, maybe you should do the Gatorade hot dog and then we'll. Yeah. We'll, we can talk about the malaise. Right, we'll, can, yeah. we'll decide whether or not the malaise has been solved. Also, I just want to point out, really dig in the music you selected for this segment, Mikhail. Uh, yeah. You are? It's really, it's, it's banging. It sounds great. Sounds really good. I can't believe you got the copyright for this song. That's incredible. Thank you. incredible. Um, crazy. And and uh, yeah, we'll finish on a we'll finish on what will surely be for the listeners a real entertaining up note of us all examining our emotions. Um, so okay. so let's do the Gatorade. Let's 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 promote some Gatorade. All right, let's do this. Let's do this, everybody. Well, I wanted to uh, last week. I wanted to reference uh, our good friend uh, Phil. He at one point was talking about the Gatorade and. He brought up how their slogan used to be "Be like Mike." Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, uh, meaning Mike Michael Jordan, not Mike Lochran. Yeah, one of the podcasts. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that made me think about some of the slogans and some of the commercials. I wanted to give the top five Gatorade commercials. 
Oh, great. okay, great. Great. That's great, yeah. So at coming in number five, this is for Gatorade Rain, which was like a a product, I don't know, it's like watered down Gatorade. I don't know. What yeah, it is. it's, it's like, not a, it's not a weather controlling machine. No, no, I was actually kind of a fan of Gatorade Rain back in the day. It had it, I think it had slightly less sugar or maybe the exact uh, same amount, but it was clear. Yeah, it was clear. It was clear. It was clear. Clear Gatorade? Yeah. What are you talking? No, what? what? Clear? It, it it was No, you're thinking of that Pepsi Clear. No, yeah. I'm thinking of Pepsi Clear was both clear and colorless. Gatorade also, Rain. Mikhail, I can't believe you got the copyright to that song either. I, the Pepsi Clear song. That's incredible. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. I got, I got it. Yeah. yeah. No lawsuits coming to our way. Um, no, it's clear. You could see it was. It was not colorless, uh, but it was clear. Right. I remember. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. Oh, but by the way, I did. I contacted uh, Dave's friend who does homemade Gatorade with pickle juice, mm-hmm. and um, he no longer he no longer makes it. Oh. Uh, because he found that. Uh, wait, actually, that is a heartbreaking um, update. God, this is I know. Brutal. I asked him. If, I asked him if he. <laughs> brutal I asked episode. him if he would be my mentor and he would teach me the ways. He said no. The um, it's he puts in calcium, magnesium, citrate, uh, and potassium, both of which, in higher than usual doses, are natural laxatives. Mm. So he doesn't. So, so he's uh, saying. That his so, Gatorade substitute makes you shit yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and so, he didn't find that out until late in the game. Like he'd been, he's like riding his like, bike to work one morning, yeah. probably, and like, oops. And all he and all of his friends, like all at the same time, that he gave him. <laughs> um, big big yeah. day of the game. A, six hours. We got to hydrate. We got to hydrate, and things go the other way. I hear you. Got a. I've got a really quick update on this red wine situation I'm dealing with. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah what's up? Um, Jay just texted Michael Jackson, sorry, texted me and said, I have eight minutes. She's leaving in eight minutes with the wine. So, okay. can you do the Gatorade hot dog and a Gatorade hot dog eight minute update? I guess Michael? when people right, say yeah. be like Mike, they meant be like MJ and steal your wine and ruin our episode. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just want to really quickly point out the thing about making synthetic Gatorade is really bizarre because Gatorade itself costs like 44 cents per gallon. So there's no way that pickle juice is a better is like it doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, okay, well, we're, we're it would have like less it would have like less sugar it would have less sugar and stuff. Jeez, this episode's like a Michael Haneke film. It's just like brutal. All right, all right, let's 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 wrap it up. Let's we got eight minutes. We got eight minutes. All right, Gatorade Rain coming in at number five. Top five Gatorade commercials. Number five, Gatorade Rain, in which it's raining Gatorade mm-hmm. and it's raining onto a basketball, mm-hmm. and that. Rain makes the basketball grow and grow like an egg, and all of a sudden it births a very strong big man, um, oh. <laughs> a black man, and he's standing there with shorts on, in the in the rain in the Gatorade rain, and um, that's that's the commercial. <laughs> Wait, why isn't it called Gator Rain? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's a, I don't know. I always thought those right. Gatorade right. commercials where like the person's sweat was colored like Gatorade were really disgusting. Yes, I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, that's like an actual, like a physical, it's like a metaphor for capitalism, right? It's like you put this in this body, you put this in your body and it, it like we become you. We, you, we uh, colonize, we colonize your, your body. Sweat your consumption. Okay. Exactly. Uh, please continue. All right. Uh, so that was four, a great one. Great, great ad. Great ad. I loved it. Gatorade, number four, Gatorade Fierce, which I think, again, was another product that was maybe like more intense Gatorade or. We have a caffeine sure in it? Who knows? I don't know. Okay. But uh, 
this one was like hardcore. This is maybe like for the, the urban community. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, it was like it's nighttime at dark, and like these like two groups of guys approach each other. They're like, "You are on my court now," and they start playing basketball in the dark. And they're like playing basketball so hard that they're like breaking the concrete, and they're like, like the they bounce the basketball, and the concrete's breaking, and um, and then uh. They break everything, and they're like, "Well, I guess we can't play basketball anymore because we smashed everything up." <laughs> That's the ad. I remember that one. Uh, I, yeah, see. As far as I can tell, Gatorade Fierce uh, is more slightly more flavorful. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so the ad is that they all drank the Gatorade Fierce, and then it, they ended basketball they because Gatorade Fierce is well. So they couldn't play powerful. basketball there anymore because they destroyed their home oh you need like a gatorade court that's why they have the gatorade league now the g league six that's right six it's minutes the guys. only place safe okay right, six go oh yeah the g okay six minutes uh um gatorade commercial top uh number uh three coming in at number three coming in hot the famous can jimmy play gatorade videos mm. in which um he jimmy's like a young uh maybe 11 year old white boy and for some, I don't know why, but like Yao Ming shows up on his front door and asks his mom if Jimmy can play, and they play in his driveway until Yao, Yao Ming smashes the basketball hoop, and then the next day, I don't know why, uh, Derek Jeter shows up on the kid's front stoop and asks, "Can Jimmy play?" And they play baseball until Derek Jeter um, smashes the ball through a window, and then that other who's that goofy quarterback? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Face- no, no. The guy was like on Saturday Night Live once. Brett Favre? Oh, Peyton Manning. Oh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning yeah. And he shows up and he wants Brett to play. Favre. Well, he's goofy. He's goofy as shit. He was in There's Something About Mary. Go on. Go on. Brett Favre? He also showed his uh, <laughs> penis, I think. Brett Favre. Probably, but, but is that goofy? I don't know. No, it's not goofy. That... It's sexy. Oh, okay. Uh... Okay. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, all right. Wait. But in the Jimmy can play videos, this is the one where they're sweating Gatorade. And like Jimmy's, like Jimmy's, like sw- he has like green slime on his face because he's sw- <laughs> like sweating. Oh, he's like a child too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what we, wait, one, two. What does Peyton Manning do to him? Like, does Peyton Manning uh, like, Peyton tackle Manning. him and hurt him? I can't remember what Peyton Manning does. I think Peyton Manning. Like his clothes uh, burst into flames or something. I don't know. Does Jimmy's Nightmare end, or is that just the ad? <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> actually, there's a sequel to the commercial where now Jason Kidd, Vincent Carter, and Lisa Leslie are coming to play with Jimmy. And again, it's like this poor kid. He's like sweating Gatorade while these like famous sports players are like tr- trying to play sports with him really intensely until they break everything. It, so, is he any good at sports? Jimmy? Yeah. I guess he must be pretty good. I don't know why all these sports people go to his house. To, I mean, he's just a regular kid. Okay. I mean, it sounds like... I mean, I wouldn't want to play these people at, at the games at which they're experts. It's, I want to know where Jimmy is now. Like, He's probably in a hospital. Yeah, probably. It's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, and, and just to be devastatingly defeated so many times. All right, three minutes. All right, number two. Number two, famous. This is my favorite one, maybe, but it's not number one. It's number two. The Raptor Gatorade commercial. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the Raptor. What? Yeah. Uh, the Raptor. Yeah, that's a good one. 
where basically uh, someone has to play basketball against a raptor. Yeah, CJ raptor. And the ra- and the ra- and the raptor also drinks Gatorade and is like kind of like mischievous. Um, but it's a good sport. Ultimately, a good sport. Is that a is it a Jurassic Park tie-in or why is it a raptor? I think uh, raptors are cool. Oh, uh, but no one knew what a raptor was until Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I think the raptor just um, was kept going out for auditions, and he just landed raw. Yeah, until Jurassic World, I guess there was a big kind of downturn if you were a raptor in Hollywood. Yeah, you couldn't really get any, any parts. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. And number one, number one uh, yeah. is the like the original like Mike commercial. Now, do you guys remember the song from that one? Uh, no. I, I bet you will. It goes. Sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's how I've got to be like Mike. And it's all like it's done like um kind of like a African style like drumming. I do remember that. Also, listeners don't know that that cost us ten thousand dollars for Mikel to sing that yes. song. <laughs> Brutal. Yes. Yeah, you would think you would think Gatorade would pay us, but uh, no, no. Uh, no. Other, like, I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, that was a that's an iconic iconic spot well and it's like all these shots of like michael jordan like um i hope i said michael jordan right not michael jackson i think you said michael jordan he's michael jordan yes so it's all these shots of him like playing basketball with little kids and like laughing and being sweet and like having fun when like we damn know well that michael jordan not michael b jordan um, i love a thespian yeah yeah michael jordan is a jerk. He's a jerk face. He's a doo doo jerk face. And he hates He's total oh, jerk. Hated kids. I yeah. think that was problematic. I gotta take that back. Hated kids though. Not problematic. He hated kids. Not problematic he to say that kids. Michael Jordan hated children, and would never no. would never have spent a second of his life in their presence if he didn't have to. No. Right. So in fact, I think they like comped great... him in for that ad because he was like, "I'm not gonna fucking film with these fucking things." So they just filmed I, him, I think... and then they filmed the kids <laughs> separately. Oh, I thought they gave him um, like ecstasy or Molly or something. They did both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so wait, they gave the kids Molly or they gave Michael Jordan Molly? Uh, um, the kids. Both? What's yeah, What's both. worse? I don't know what's worse in that situation. It's definitely wor- it's Molly. definitely worse to give children illegal drugs, Mike. You're right. You're right. Thanks for you're totally right about that. Okay. You're right. All right, guys. Uh, we are at our time limit. So uh, really, so before MJ steals Mike's wine. I do just want to say really quickly that Mikel's Gatorade segment did, in fact, save this episode. Um, I'm actually <laughs> astonished, uh, but it but it did save the episode. And uh, our sports malaise is just we don't like sports anymore. Yep. All right. Uh, well, yeah, but we uh, thank you, Mikel. We like Mikel. We uh, we don't like sports, but we like Mikel. yeah, we like Mikel. Oh, but thanks. but none of us like sports anymore, and we don't want to watch it, and we don't want to talk about it anymore. And um, that's our thing when you have a sports podcast. But maybe we'll get into that more next week. Real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing where I come in. Uh, Mike's um, gonna lose his bottle Mike, of wine. Okay, Mike Lockin, Mike Lockin should I'm thinking yeah. I should do a song and I was thinking of doing a song about the seventy sixers. Okay, that's great. Do you think I should? You should. Yeah. It should I mean we play the you know, there's that or, famous song from the seventies that they play after every win. But we definitely need a new song. Or like maybe a song about I don't know. I feel like in order to um get over my malaise, maybe I I'll do a song. That's good. That helps last time, help. right? When you did the, you did some yeah. songs. Singing can yeah, do a song. Singing can cure depression. Uh, I was just reading an article by Rhett Miller where he attempted suicide and then came out of it and decided he wanted to be a musician. So maybe this is 
like that. Did he sing? Yeah. Did he sing a song about Joel Embiid? Probably. He didn't specify, but I'm guessing. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, Most songs there are, are real life consequences him. to our dialing right now, which is Mike. Okay. Mike is Mike is being on. So so guys, thanks for listening, uh, and tune in next week, and we'll find out if Mike uh, got his wine stolen. Uh, that's friendship. We didn't do any drops. That's friendship. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports.